that time of year where you can crumble and die or focus, dig deep, and claw your way into the playoffs. Your choice. This is From the Commissioner's Desk. Welcome in for another episode of From the Commissioner's Desk. Today is Thursday, October 21st, and... It's that time of year again. We've got buys upon us, Chaz. We are in Bimageddon. Bipocalypse. Ooh, a little bit of bisage. Bipod. Bine 11. Uh, That's too far. Okay. Uh, Teams on by this week. We've got the Bills, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Steelers. Teams across the league are affected by this. Uh, From the starting lineups of last week, we have three quarterbacks that are out on by this week. We have six starting running backs that are out on by this week, 10 starting wide receivers, and two starting tight ends. Chaz, how's this impacting teams, specifically your team? You've got four guys on by this week. Quite a few buys this week, um, but nobody who is super detrimental except my quarterback, Josh Allen, which I got a nice backup here that I picked up off waivers this week, um, Ryan Tannehill. Um, Some teams, I feel like um, everyone made it clean, but there's definitely a couple uh, people who had some key players go down. But all in all, it could be worse. You have all the teams. It looks like there's only one team that has more players on by than you. And that would be Daniel's team. Daniel's got five players on by and it shows as we'll get into his matchup later on uh, both of his key meat and potato running backs on by this week. Uh, Chaz, just from a uh, thought process in terms of fantasy football, how do you approach by week? You know, I don't want to give too many of my secrets away, but I'm like, um, I'm a three week man, two week man, um, a couple weeks out. I figure out who I want and I'll um, take charge or sometimes I'll just, you know, off the cusp, I'll pick up somebody I think I might need. Um, luckily, this week and throughout the year, I don't have too many significant people. Um, but if I did have a, quite a few people, you got to make those decisions um, earlier than later, I assume. I think I, I take the same approach. Um, it's always pivotal for those single position players, your quarterbacks, tight ends, even defenses to some degree. Making sure you have a plan for those bye weeks. So looking two, three weeks out, like Chaz is saying, so you can secure a player that has a good matchup several weeks ahead of time. And with that being said, finally, the time has come where the standings have actually shifted a bit, where there's a little bit of disparity. Five and one, I was wrong. Me and Trent were both kind of wrong on this player um, a couple weeks ago. The Lexington mob sitting at five and one. He's sitting pretty. Um, playoffs are looking pretty clear for him. Hopefully he keeps things going towards the top. Still at um, four and two, we have the B team, Kyle Martins and myself. And then right in the middle, not too bad, not too good. It could go either way for you the rest of the season. Um, we have Daniel, Will, H, you, my good friend, Viva. And then surprisingly bubble boy at three and three. So it could go either way, like I said, and then towards the bottom, not too big of a shocker. We talked about this throughout the year and um, the recent weeks at the bottom, we got sunny days and Jesus takes the field. Got it right this time sitting at two and four, not looking great. And then at the very bottom, Jasper Wildcats. Oh dear. I was wrong about him too. I thought he was going to make a bump here. Um, You still got time, but he's sitting at one and five. So I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. 
Yeah, since we did that segment where we gave a team a nod and called the team the fraud, um, both those teams have proved us wrong and gone on winning and losing streaks. Uh, it looks like Davis's team is now up to 500 after being self-deprecating, call himself the 30 dirty, the whole 30 dirty. Now is Bubble Boy. Do we think that's a fitting title? Do we think this team potentially could make playoffs? Um, as it's sitting right now, last week I put him down at the toilet bowl alert. Um, I'm not loving this team, especially his bench and possible injuries. Um, but one thing I will say, um, when it comes to bad luck, I, I talked about Kyle's team last year. Um, he had some bad luck, but also right there is Jasper Wildcats, and he's currently sitting right at the middle for points scored, and apparently everyone's just having a field day on him. Um, so I think his team um, against popular belief hasn't done too bad, but he's just had not great luck so far, but we'll see what happens with him. So honestly, I'd rather have Jasper Wildcats over bubble boy. My apologies. Yeah. With the current format, uh, Tyler and I have not won a game in the month of October. His team and my team are both on three game losing streaks. Um, hopefully we can get back into the mix this week. Spooky season. Moving on, let's take a look at some changes to rosters, starting with the waiver wire. So the waiver wire ran this week, and once again, running back was the top position taken. Dearness Johnson, the third-string running back, now starting running back for the Cleveland Browns, playing in tonight's Thursday night matchup, went to Will Gray for $32, and he dropped, Jazz, you called it last week, he dropped Hunter Henry. What do you think of this pickup here? Yeah, what I think of is he's had a couple big uh, pickups. One of them, Cordero Patterson, earlier in the season, worked out tremendously for him. Um, and then after this pickup, he only has $3 of buck. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in you, you spend your money early to get the players you need. But having $3, $3 left um, for the rest of the season might be cutting it close, even though you are currently 5-1. Yeah, I see this as really a, a one-week fill-in play. A lot of these guys we've seen picked up in the last few weeks, we knew that the roles that they were stepping into would last for several weeks and potentially even the full season. Um, for Dearness Johnson, I think this is really just kind of a one-week plug-and-play. Uh, we saw him last year, actually, in 2020, week four, a similar situation where both Chubb and Hunt were unable to play. He rushed the ball 13 times for 95 yards. Um, so a pretty productive day on the ground, seven yards per carry in that game when he was the true starter. Uh, but so far through 2021, he's only rushed the ball three times, has one reception. I don't think this is going to be a big play going forward. I think this is a lot of fab to spend on a player. But to survive the bye week, the bye Mageddon, this may be a worthwhile pickup. The next player showing up on the waiver wires, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton went to Will Hickson for $16 and... After one week test trial of Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon was dropped from Will Hickson's team to pick up T.Y. Hilton. What do you think about this pickup here, Chaz? You know, T.Y. Hilton, one of those guys similar to a few guys that were, he's a big name guy up to two years ago. He was a stud. I actually had him. He just kept getting hurt. He's an older guy. He's coming back into the offense, which is great. But I, I've been hearing some chirpings, some whispers throughout the Colts organization. It's not hundred percent. He was almost going to retire last year, apparently. Um, so for getting him at that price, um, I hope it does well for you. Obviously everyone's got bias coming up, so might not be too big of an issue. Um, but for me, I would definitely steer clear away from T Y Hilton. Um, but you know, what do I know? 
Yeah, and you say he struggled with injury over the last few years. A teammate of his on the other side is actually put back on IR. So Paris Campbell, another wide receiver for Indianapolis, who's now dealt with season-ending injuries in 2017, 2018, and 2020, is now put on IR yet again. I don't believe it's season-ending, but this does open the door for a significant target share to go towards players like T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr., uh, T.Y. Hilton's stat line for his first week of 2021, so this past week, week six, he had four targets, caught all four for 80 yards, so 12 points in our PPR format. Yeah, if he, if he stays healthy, he's a he's an asset to the team, and he's definitely a target that um, you can be confident in, but um, let's just see if he stays on the field. And then the last waiver pickup we will address, significant player in a decent trade that I think has implications for both teams involved. Zach Ertz, tight end now for the Arizona Cardinals, was picked up by Tyler Jasper for $11. Chaz, talk to me a little about this. Do you like Zach Ertz? Do you like that fit in the high-powered offense we see out in Arizona, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals? And also on the flip side, what do you think now of Philadelphia in their passing game situation? Yeah, one thing I'll say about the Cardinals is there's just so many mouths to feed in that offense. Um, even players like DeAndre Hopkins was even getting lost in the mix there. Um, however, one key note, they haven't had much tight end play on the Cardinals. Um, so bringing him in there, I think it'll take a few weeks. So I'm not expecting too much of him for this week or maybe the next week or two. Um, but once he gets set in that offense, I think there could be a lot of play for him, especially being with a scramble quarterback like Kyler Murray. Um, but depending on how many um, mouths there are to feed there, like I said, um, he could get lost in the mix along with a few other guys, but um, I think it's a long play and it could work out in the end. On the other end in Philadelphia with having Goddard there and Zach Ertz, they're both kind of splitting the time there. Um, the passing game as a whole in Philadelphia makes me sick, but with Goddard, Goddard, the only one there, he's only got one guy to throw to. So I, I like Goddard a lot, um, even more than Zach Ertz going to a better offense. Yeah. And so if you had to pick between those two players, Zach Ertz, and say it again for me, Dallas Goddard. Isn't that the dog from Jimmy Neutron, Goddard? Oh, it is. It is. I'll have to look that up, but that's funny. <laughs> a little fun fact. Okay, who would you rather have on your fantasy team? If you're constructing a team, would you rather have Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard? Dallas Goddard. Easy. All right. Let's move on now and talk about some trades that went down in the last seven days. So first one that we have is between Will Hickson and Eric. So Will Hickson shipped out Melvin Gordon and DeAndre Hopkins and received his guy, Aaron Jones. Which side of this trade do you like, Chaz? And tell me a little bit why. Yeah, this one's one of those. Again, I know from the first look of it, it could people be like, oh, my gosh, Aaron Jones is going for DeAndre Hopkins and Melvin Gordon. But personally, depending on which team they went to, I don't mind the trade. To be honest with you, Aaron Jones, even though he's been electric, um, he's been a little um, put down a little bit in this Green Bay offense this year. And then Melvin Gordon still splitting time in Denver and DeAndre Hopkins is going to do what he's going to do. Again, like I said, there's a lot of people in that um, Cardinals offense. So you're getting two pretty good pieces in two offenses and then you're getting a stud in Aaron Jones. I think Titletown, purely based on the fan aspect of it, definitely got the better end of this deal. But in the fantasy realm, I would, uh, I'm a big fan of wide receivers. I'd probably have to go with Melvin Gordon and DeAndre Hopkins just for the long term. I think you spelled it out pretty well. This is a pretty even trade all around. Um, we've been talking all year about Will Hickson's team, 
how he has both Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. His wide receivers are deep, so it makes sense for him to trade one of those big-name guys for a top-tier running back. However, personally, I like to stay a little bit more diversified, don't have running back, you know, stud running back, stud wide receiver on the same team. But at the end of the day, when it is the team that he's cheering for, it makes it a lot more fun, a lot more entertaining. So I don't hate it. I don't hate either side of this. I think it was a fair trade. Turned out well for both of these squads. And then the next trade we have is between Ethan and myself. So Ethan sent me Amari Cooper and Peyton Barber. And in return, I sent him Michael Carter and Jarvis Landry. Tell me a little about this, Jazz. Yeah, so regarding this trade, you're a big trade man. You got that little smug smile on your face that you always do. I think it's a little cute, but in this one, I think you definitely were shooting for Amari Cooper and you just wanted to make it sound like it was more of a intriguing offer. So you said, Oh, give me Peyton Barber, even though you're going to drop his ass in this upcoming week. Um, if yep. Jesus takes the field, um, listen to the pod, he would hear your call for not having people on shitty teams. Michael Carter, shitty team, Jarvis Landry. They might not have a total shitty team, but their passing game is minimal. And you got two players on not so hot positions on those teams. And in return, you gave them a pretty big um, player, if not wide receiver one on one of the biggest offensive teams in the league. And I think you just wanted him to a little sympathy, Peyton Barber. Oh, give me that. Cause it makes it look more intriguing. Um, so I definitely don't love this trade, but all in all, I think it could work out for both teams, but I, I definitely like your pickup better. All right. Well, taking a deeper dive into that player, Jarvis Landry, let's look at the game that he plays into tonight. So a Thursday night football preview between the three and three Denver Broncos playing in Cleveland against the three and three Cleveland Browns. Uh, The spread in this game, Chaz, take a guess with all the injury news stuff going on. Who do you think's favorites in Cleveland? What do you think the spread is between the Browns and the Broncos and who's favored right now with Teddy Bridgewater's play? Um, they might even try to throw in um, the other quarterback who is so bad. I can't even think of his goddamn name. What is his Drew name? Lock. Drew Locke. Um, I'm going to say it's, Drew Locke. it's Cleveland by um, five. Ooh, close. Cleveland by two and a half. So a lot of injuries, a lot of shakeups on both these teams. It's an interesting game. The over-under set at 41 and a half. So it's about 20 points aside. Low scoring game. What do you like about this game? What are some fantasy assets you see being worthwhile start for a Thursday night game here? Yeah, so in this game, it's honestly one of the games I'm excited to watch for this week because the Cleveland offense is completely depleted. They have no running backs. Um, They have a backup running back who you said has only had a couple touches this year. I'm curious to see how he plays. And then Baker Mayfield might not even play this game, which might not be a bad thing with his um, left shoulder being injured. Um, So I personally... I'm curious to see how the Cleveland offense functions. And then the other side, I mean, Denver hasn't played great. Their quarterback play, God love him. I love my Louisville boys, but he hasn't played too great either. So I I think of all the games this year, we talk about Thursday night games being electric. Um, I think this might be one of the duds. Yeah, it'll be, I think interesting is the right word to put on this game with, with both Chubb and Hunt out with calf injuries. Uh, And then the passing game, they get back Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, who was out two weeks ago, a little hobbled this past weekend, but looks like he should be playing. So two of their stud receivers returning from injury. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same high-powered Browns offense we're used to seeing, the same ones that kept up with the Los Angeles Chargers two weeks ago. So it should be a pretty good matchup. And on the other side, 
the Cleveland defense has been great against the run and terrible against the pass. That's been their MO all year. The pass catchers on Denver, namely Corton Sutton and Noah Fant, both on Kyle's team, I think are uh, positioned to have a really nice fantasy week here on Thursday night. All in all, I think this isn't going to be a barn burner. Um, both of them offenses have been kind of beat up, uh, but I think it's definitely going to be a run heavy um, game script for Denver. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams are definitely going to split 50 50. And depending on which quarterbacks back there, um, I think the passing game will be a little minimum, except Noah Fan might have a pretty big game. But uh, I'm excited to see just with all the injuries how it's going to play out. And Chaz and I, after recording, we're hopping back on because we have some breaking news to announce. Oh, boy. I am so excited for how this is going to turn out. Right as we were logging off, finished recording the podcast, we had breaking news of a big trade come through. So let me just say it out and then we can say our parts. Uh, The Lexington mob, Will Gray's team, traded DeAndre Swift. Marquise Brown, DJ Moore, and Allen Robinson. So his number two running back and his top two wide receivers. This is a big trade to Daniel Arrow. And Daniel Arrow sent back Tyler Lockett, Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, and T. Higgins. So again, three receivers here on this side also and one running back. Najee Harris, I believe, is the, you can argue it, but the second running back on Daniel's team behind Ezekiel Elliott. And then three receivers uh, offhand. I don't know who Daniel has in his starting lineup, um, but these are three notable receivers. So big names all around. Chaz, what do you make of this? Yeah, from first look at this, I was a little shocked. I think anytime you give up your number one or two running back and a possible top two wide receiver, both in one trade for another team, um, it's crazy. I love Najee Harris. I've said it from the beginning. And Keenan Allen, I think, is a staple in that offense. Um, So seeing both of those players go to the number one team um, in the league right now, that's a little shocking and might be um, time for concern for the rest of the league. Yeah, I spoke actually with Will Gray just a minute ago, did some investigative journalism, um, asked him why he would make this trade, including Najee Harris. You know, it's a running back for running back swap, DeAndre Swift, Najee Harris, when Najee Harris is on by. So giving himself a little bit of a discount when he knows he's matching up against the other team. Um, Interesting thought to think about. I'm not sure if I would have done the same. But all in all, I think season long, this is kind of a net neutral trade. There's a lot of high power offenses on this list and some guys that are unproven. I think T Higgins was a big name last year. Allen Robinson, of course, has been a big name for the last several years in fantasy and haven't done anything production wise. So it'll be interesting to see if they can turn around their seasons. Yeah. And on top of that, I think um, I don't 25 Savage, I think um, maybe looking long term um, or short term, uh, depending on his pickup of DeAndre Swift, who's had injury issues. Um, I, I know he's played great, um, but he, he has been kind of injury prone in the past. And then Allen Robinson, who's just on a shit Chicago team. Um, I know Daniel's a quote unquote fan of Chicago, uh, but I have no clue why he would pick up Allen Robinson, who he can barely even start week to week. Um, so all in all, I think um, Marquise Brown is the number one target for Lamar on that end. And then DJ Moore, hopefully um, when Christian McCaffrey comes back in a couple weeks, he can have a, a show out, but I think um, the Lexington mob definitely won to the end of this trade um, by a long shot. Um, For as much as Daniel talks about trades, 
Um, so one's a little iffy, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, as I said before, I think that this is a pretty net neutral trade evens out across the board. I think the benefit of running back goes to the Lexington mob, but the wide receiver power falls on 25 Savage and there's some still untested pieces. So we'll see how this shakes out. Um, but I like the way this shapes up for both these teams. We've talked a lot about how strong Daniel's running backs have been. Um, he used one of those running backs to pick up some stronger wide receiver assets. And on the flip side, uh, I think that this gives the Lexington mob who's already had very strong running backs, a key piece with Najee Harris, a fixture in their lineup going forward. Yeah, I guess time will tell they're playing this week. Um, like you said, Will's team got a couple guys on by, um, but I, I'm definitely curious of all the trades that have happened so far this year, um, how both of these play out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A week off, and now we're back again with Chaz's This or That. People are clamoring for it, Chaz. You're in high demand. Let's get into it. Thank you. Number one, we have this or that on Daniel Arrow's roster. Okay, we talked about it a little bit in the opener. Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, all guys who have popped off for a few games this year. Uh, they're all on by. So Daniel Arrow is going to be starting Latavius Murray in one of his running back slots. So let's help him out with his other running back slot. This or that, Chaz, should he start Rashad Penny or Demetric Felton? You know, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. Normally, Trent sends me these, and I do a, a deep dive into both players and their weeks past. Um, this week, I didn't. I thought they were pretty straightforward. Um, I know the players. There's a lot of um, hollering about these players, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to shoot it off the hip. For this week, Rashad Penny, he was coming off injury reserve the other week. Um, I think he's one of the last healthy running backs in Seattle. Um, Collins is having a bit of a hip injury, um, but Rashad Penny, um, I've had him in years past. He's hungry. He's one of those guys. He's hungry, but he doesn't know what to do with his hunger. Does he want ice cream? Does he want dinner? Does he want dessert? You know, does he want breakfast? Does he want dinner for breakfast, breakfast for dinner? You don't know. So I'm thinking this week with the depleted Cleveland offense, Demetric Felton, who's the backup to the backup to the backup to the backup. I mean, Rashad's hungry. He said it. I'm picking Rashad Penny this week. That's it. Nice pick. I think either way, we're digging at the bottom of the barrel. We're talking about a difference between three and seven fantasy points, in my opinion. All right, moving on. Number two, on Tyler Jasper's lineup, he currently has in his tight end position, Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki and the Miami Dolphins are going up against Atlanta this week, or we talked about him in the waiver wire section. Zach Ertz, new tight end for Arizona versus Houston. So this or that, Chaz, are you going to take Mike Gesicki or Zach Ertz? Yeah, this is a kind of one of those matchups where it, it could go either way. Um, but let's just take a look at both of these teams. Um, Gesicki, the Miami offense has had so many injuries along with every other team. But they have Jalen Waddell. And then who else do they have there to pass the ball to? No one else. It's Mike Kosicki. Um, He's looked good. He's really more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end. Um, he's gotten most of the targets on that offense. Um, whenever, whoever it is in there, either Tua 
or anyone else. Um, Waddle had a great week last week. Gasicki had a great week last week as well. I think it's going to carry over. I, I think there's quite a few injuries still that are going to pile up um, that aren't even going to get out there. So I'm liking Gasicki for this pick this week. And then on the other hand, I already broke it down. Ertz, first week in the system, too many mouths to feed. Yeah, he's got to get his feel for it before anything big happens, I think. So um, this one, you can put Gasicki in there without a problem. I think I agree with you there with Mike Isicki. All right. The last one we have in Ethan Brown's lineup in one of his flex positions, he has wide receiver Corey Davis for the New York jets. They play new England this weekend or in tonight's matchup. Would you start Jarvis Landry versus Denver Corey Davis or Jarvis Landry? I will note though, you drafted Jarvis Landry Chaz week one. He caught all of his targets for 75 yards and a touchdown. Missed a stretch of games. Now he's coming back versus Denver. What do you think here? Yeah, the theme of the week. Jarvis Landry, I drafted him. He was healthy for two weeks. He didn't do much for me. And then he got injured. He's been on IR for the past few weeks. They're finally bringing him off IR. New quarterback. They don't have the running game at all. They got two backups playing a running back. I think OBJ might be out. Um, you could say on one hand that Jarvis Landry might get most of the touches um, in terms of wide receivers, but I think he needs a week to get back into it. He might not even play this week. Um, he's been kind of uh, limited to practice. And then on the other hand, you have Corey Davis, who's the number one on the Jets offense. Regardless, um, last week he was on a bye. The week before that he had 8.5 points. Um, but then the week before that he had 21 points. So I think it's kind of, he's going to have at least 10 points. Um, so you can be confident playing him. Um, over Jarvis Landry, in my opinion, but that's my pick. Yeah, the definition of a boomer bust guy. Um, I think Ethan's got a few of them. If he still has Henry Ruggs on his roster, he's got some guys with really, really high ceilings. So Corey Davis is the recommendation here. All right, and that will take us into the next segment where we are moving on to the game previews, the matchups for this week. First, we got to take a look at the commissioner record. Uh, last week, Chaz was week six you went two and two and i went three and one both of us with 500 or better records which takes us to a season-long record chaz you're still in first you're sitting at 12 and 12 you're at 50 percent i moved up to 11 and 13 so i'm at 46 percent, just behind it just a game back there so let's go on in Game number one is a game I'm involved in. We have the B team, Kyle Martin's team, sitting at four and two versus Viva La Tejas sitting at three and three on a three game losing streak was at the top of standings. And now I've skid a couple notches down. Uh, Break down these teams for us, Chaz. Yeah, you know, um, every week when we do the podcast, trying to criticisms this week. Hey, apparently I ramble when we do the game breakdowns, but I don't care. I'm going to do the same thing I've been doing. So this week, um, I'm going to break down Viva La Teos's team this week. Um, yeah, I'm just going to preface this game um, by saying that I think we can all agree with injuries, Trent's going to win this one um, with a heavy hand. I'm picking Trent this week to get a dub purely based on his health of his team and also just they play the play they've been putting up. Um, Tom Brady has been doing what he's doing and then going up against Chicago, who has just been um, a shit show. Um, I don't have any concerns about him along with Chris Godwin. Um, and then one player I am really excited to see is Calvin Ridley. So Calvin Ridley has been starting off 
really slow. Calvin Ridley was one of his first picks in the draft. Um, he had a great season last year. He's a great route runner. He's just a great all-around player. Uh, but he started off kind of slow. Trent was really excited about him. Um, coming off of a bye, I think my number one player to watch this week is Calvin Ridley to see how he responds, especially going up against Miami, who just has not been looking good. Um, so he should have a big week against Miami and he's well rested. And then one other player I want to point out on your team is Michael Pittman jr. He was in a trade with, um, Tyler Jasper last week. Everyone was up in arms about him, um, being a great prospect. He's had a great few weeks ahead of him. I think he's a good body. There's they've had some injuries on their, their wide receivers. Um, so he should be one of the two men that they're really looking for. And then going up against San Francisco, um, who's a, I think we can agree he's a pretty fairly good team, so they might need to pay, pass the ball a lot. Um, so Calvin Ridley and Michael Pittman Jr. I think um, will have great weeks this week, and then the rest will fall into place. So I'm going Viva La Tejas. Um, what are you thinking about your opponent this week? Um, he doesn't currently have a quarterback, so what are your thoughts? Yeah, we love Kyle's team. We've said it over and over on this podcast. Unfortunately, injuries and bye weeks makes his team look pretty run-of-the-mill, okay? I mean, who are we kidding? The last two weeks, Kyle's put up over 200 points and over 180 points. This team is dynamite, all right? He's going to have to stream a quarterback. Like you were saying, Chaz, he's going to have to stream a running back unless he can make a last-minute trade with someone. Um, He's got his two pass catchers in Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant playing tonight. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but I do like my chances in ending my current losing streak this weekend. Then one quick note I will make on the B team. Um, He's been... And a stud so far, but regardless of what happens this week, I am super curious to see what happens to, to him, his team in weeks forward um, with the amount of injuries he's had and just seeing if funny enough, the man who supports the Titans the most, if his boy Derrick Henry can pull him to the end. Yeah. And he just might the way he's been playing as of late. All right, moving on. We're taking a look at matchup number two between number one in the standings, Lexington Mob sitting at five and one versus number one in Chaz's heart. You picked them every single week. We've done these uh, game previews. Twenty five Savage, who's three and three. Yeah, you know I've had um, two guys that I've just had my heart set on, and it's him and the Title Town Cheese Curds. You know, you know what they say: fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, you fooled me about four times. So I am got you got to change the script up here. I'm going with the Lexington mob this week, five and one, his team's on a roll. Most of his team is healthy. You know, my favorite two stacks are Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. And one of those two are out and that's Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. Unfortunately for him last week, they did not have a great game. Um, but he picked up Sam Darnold off of waivers, and then he's filling in with a couple guys that were on bye weeks last week, so Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. Um, I headed on it with your team, Trent. Uh, I'm really excited to see how Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts um, bounce back after a week off. Um, the beginning of the season's hot and heavy. Everyone's trying to get their, their game script together, kind of feel out the other teams. So moving forward, I think I'm most excited to see Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts um, to see how they play. Um, but this week... Regardless of the outcome, I think I'm going to go with Lexington Mob. Yeah, he's the number one team in our fantasy league for a reason. He's got three top 10 running backs, a fourth one on his bench if you count Eckler. Um, He picked up Dearness Johnson to fill in for Eckler's absence. I think he's got a solid chance in this week seven lineup. And it's due to the other side of the ball. If you look at two weeks ago, we've got Russell Wilson 
We've got Ezekiel Elliott. We've got Najee Harris. Now, due to injuries and bye weeks, we're looking at Taylor Heineke, Latavius Murray. And if he takes your recommendation, Rashad Penny. Quite a difference two weeks makes. I'm taking Will Gray and the Lexington Mob here. Moving on to matchup number three, we have new team name, new team name alert, Bubble Boy sitting at three and three versus the Jasper Wildcats sitting at one and five. Can Tyler turn it around? Does it start here against Bubble Boy? This game, I think Davis was really high on himself this past week. He even put a poll in the chat asking if he's back. Um, you know, I'm all here for sympathies and I want you to feel good about yourself. You know, you're a beautiful guy, um, great family, you know, full head of hair, but your fantasy team absolutely stinks. You were on toilet bowl alert last week, not to, you know, share any secrets, but you might be on it this week. Um, but going forward, I think Jasper has just had a terrible turn of luck. Um, but I think he's going to turn that around this week. I'm going Jasper wildcat. Let me tell you why last week, He put up 143 points. All his players showed out. The ones that we had issues with um, hadn't had great weeks in the past, but when everything came into play and they were actually utilized the way they should be utilized, um, they showed out. Kyler Murray, MVP race leader right now, going up against Houston. James Conner going up against Houston. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball early. They're going to run the ball late. They're going to run the ball the whole time. So when you have him in the lineup, he's the touchdown man. He's the goal line man. He's going to get his Devontae Booker still with Saquon Barkley out. He's going to show out. And then a couple of his wide receivers here. Let me talk about Jamar Chase is the entire Cincinnati offense. If anyone watches the games going up against Baltimore, who's a pretty um, strong offensive body, they're going to put up points. And then when they're down, they're just going to throw it to Jamar Chase the entire time. And then I said it earlier in this or that Mike is He's going to have himself a game. So all, all the guys I think aren't going to have too big of a, Great game just based on their matchups, but I think they're going to all have tremendous points. And then on the other hand, Davis, as you can look by his injury designations, uh, he's in for some trouble. Yeah, Davis is coming off a win, um, but there's a lot of injuries across the roster um, for Davis's team. Needs to keep a close eye on that. See how these uh, injuries evolve going into the weekend. Even with zero injuries, in my mind, this team kind of falls to the middle of the pack. So we'll see if he can put up a defense against the Jasper Wildcats. Tyler's got James Robinson and Adam Thielen, two premier guys on his roster on by this week. So they're not going to be playing. Um, but Tyler's able to add some excitement to his starting roster. I think Kyler, you, you touched on a little bit. He's going to be limited uh, in terms of his ceiling this week going up against Houston. He's just not going to need to do what he usually does and have those Kyler Murray plays. However, he's nicely hedged, and he has the running game. He has James Conner, who's going to get a lot of the goal line work, a lot of touches throughout the game from the onset. And then in the passing game, I think Mike Evans is a guy to get back on track against Chicago. Mike Evans is a guy who will go for 12 points, 15 points, and then one week will go down to like three or four points. So I think last week he had an off week, was down to four points in fantasy. Um, This week against Chicago, I think he gets back on track. And then you said it, my goodness, Jamar Chase has been an absolute stud, um, a guy in the Cincinnati offense and the Cincinnati team who looks for real. Uh, they're second place right now in the AFC North. Um, so an exciting team, a playoff team as it stands right now, in large part, thanks to rookie Jamar Chase. My pick here is Tyler, without a doubt. And that brings us into our fourth game. So our fourth game, we have a matchup between two guys that have been on the podcast before. We have Sunny Days 
Eric Thomas's team sitting at two and four against Jesus Take the Field. Ethan Brown's team also sitting at two and four. Talk to me a little bit about this game, Chaz. Yeah, so this week, um, like I said in weeks past, I'm not a big fan of the ESPN rankings, regardless that currently Jesus takes the field, does not have a tight end in his lineup. I don't think that percentage is going to shift very much. Um, Sunny Days is one of those guys who his studs are not on bias. His, his men have showed out. They have not been injured. Um, there's been a couple little tweaks here and there, um, but the guys he went into the fold with, the guys he went into battle with, Patrick Mahomes, Leonard Fournette, the man he picked over Rojo, which is just heartbreaking. Um, Tyreek Hill, the stack I've said, picked up DeAndre Hopkins this week. Uh, Mark Andrews has been a show out. Hunter Renfro has been consistent. Chase Edmonds is that guy who's going to get in the passing game, the PPR. I know I talked about James Carter a minute ago getting goal lines, um, but going up against Houston, you know, the passing game is going to be there as well with Chase Edmonds there. I think he's got a pretty good lineup for someone who's going into bye weeks and they might not have a very good lineup. So uh, this one's easy for me. Sunny days. I'm showing you the love this week, baby. Yeah, I think Ethan's team falls victim to that bye week bonanza we talked about in the open. Um, he's going to be rolling out Sony Michelle, Corey Davis, uh, and then some tight end with a pulse. You said he doesn't have one in there now. Hopefully he gets one in there by game time on Sunday. Um, I don't think this game will be all that close, unfortunately. Uh, I kind of predetermined in my mind that the loser of this game or the one that I'd pick to be the loser would be on toilet bowl alert. So sorry, Ethan, but later on you'll see. You're going to be on toilet bowl alert. My pick here is Eric and, and Chaz, we have a bonus pick for this game. Uh, Let's talk a little bit baseball. Okay. Let's talk about the ALCS. Oh, shoot. Last night, the Houston Astros beat the Boston Red Sox. They're now up three games to two. The series shifts back to Houston tomorrow night for game six and then potentially Saturday for game seven. Chaz, who do you like? between these two teams, the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox? You know, normally I think baseball is a disgusting sport. I think it's a disgrace. I think it's a shame to the American logo. Um, All around, I think maybe, you know, in another world, I could have been a fucking outfielder because baseball is the easiest sport ever. However, I have had a new light in my life, um, and it's the Boston Red Sox. Anytime there's an underdog, I'm going to root for them. Uh, Boston Red Sox apparently is the worst team um, that is in the playoffs currently. So what the hell? I'm going to go Boston Red Sox. Mm. Yeah, well, I live in Houston, so I'm going to stick with the Houston Cheating Astros. Uh, big fan of theirs this time of year and no other time of year. So go Astros. It's Astrober. Uh, secondly, I do want to point out that there is a player on the Boston Red Sox named Hunter Renfro. And that throws me for a loop every time I hear the commentator say his name. All right, moving on, we will take a look at the game of the week. The two teams we have not talked about. I'm a chooch, Chaz, your team sitting at four and two versus the title town cheese curds. One of your favorite teams in this league sitting at three and three. Chaz, talk to me a little bit about these cheese curds you're going up against. Yeah, I didn't want to be biased for the matchup of the week, but. I'd be lying if I tell you I didn't want it so bad. Um, I've talked about him in the past. Matthew Stafford, um, as much as I hate him, I need him to do good every week. My theory of having the players over the quarterback on the same team will definitely be tested this week because I have three of his main weapons on offense, and he's going to be throwing the ball to them the whole time. So we will see if that theory is correct. 
on the Titletown Cheese Curds team, um, I've had a couple big buys this week that you mentioned earlier. My quarterback is out and a pretty big other player as in Justin Jefferson, my RB or my wide receiver, arguably one or two is not playing this week. So I'm curious to see if my waiver wire pickups worked out this week. Brian Tannehill going to Kansas City. We'll see how that works out. But real quick, on the Titletown Cheese Curds team, um, he recently just picked up Aaron Jones. So he's going to have Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. And I think it would just be a sin not to have Aaron Rodgers in there um, and see how that plays out. But I do like I to see, see what you're that. I there. Yep. I do like to see that Matthew Stafford's in there just to see how this works out for me. Um, but all in all, I think this is as close as a matchup can get, regardless of what the percentages say. Um, I'm really curious to see what this game is. You know, I, I say I'm excited now, but when it comes Sunday, you boys are going to be nervous. Chaz, I dogged on your running backs last couple weeks. Uh, this past weekend, both Daryl Williams and Henderson put up 20 plus points, look like freaking rock stars. Mm-hmm. So woe is me for questioning your thought process. Um, like you said, Josh Allen, Jefferson, both on by. Hopefully Josh Allen can learn how to run a one-yard QB sneak during his bye week, um, but that's still yet to be determined. Now on the other side, we got Will Hickson. Like you said, he's a Packers guy. His team's the Kurds. The Packers are going to be rocking their flashy classic edition uniforms. I posted about it in the chat yesterday. Um, this team looks hot, looks good. Unfortunately, I'm picking against you, Chaz, and I'm going to go with Will Hickson and the Title Town Cheese Curds. I believe this is the first pick you've not taken me. Is this true? Might not be the last. All right, it's that time of the week. We're back with the Toilet Bowl Alert. If you've been paying attention, listening closely, you know it's going to be no spoiler, no shocker here who we are picking each of us for Toilet Bowl Alert. So, Chaz, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your nomination this week? You know, uh, I like to think of myself as a nice guy. You know, Dave, it's nothing personal. It's only business. Um, I put you on there last week, but you got to go on there again, man. You have no healthy players. Even your stud Travis Kelsey isn't looking good, and you have made no improvements to your bench. Um, The end of the year might come as a progress to Brandon Ayuk and Trey Sermon, but the rest of them just haven't shown me anything, and – you got to stay on there, buddy. You're on toilet bowl alert. Yeah, and we are quickly nearing the halfway point of the regular season. We're here at week seven. It's put up or shut up time. And some of these teams, Chaz, you alluded to it a little bit in the standings breakdown. We're starting to differentiate the top tier teams from the bottom of the tier. And to me, there's a big matchup this week. And the loser is who I have to put on toilet bowl or the matchup of the two, two and four teams between sunny days. Jesus take the field. The way I saw the game going, I think it's going to Eric. So my buddy, Ethan Brown, I'm going to put you on toilet bowl alert. This is a wake up call more than anything else. This is not a condemnation on your team, a condemnation on you. It's a wake up call. Your season needs to turn around right now. Trent, I couldn't have said it any better myself. This week will determine the future. I have nothing but love. God bless. My track record so clean. They couldn't wait to just bash me. I must be getting too flashy. Y'all shouldn't have let the world gas me. It's too late because I'm here to stay and these girls know that I'm nasty. I sent it back to her boyfriend with my handprint on her ass cheek.
city talking, we taking notes. Tell him all to keep making posts. Wish he could, but he can't get close. OG, so proud of me that he choking up while he making toast. I'm the type that you can't.